Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. And just like that, the end of November is here and we are heading into the last month of the year. We had a delicious November. We spent $551.24 on our everyday groceries and about $175 on holiday extras. We had some family in town for a week. So in today's episode, I am going to break it all down. I'm going to share with you what we had planned on eating, what we actually ate, and what we spent on groceries in the month of November. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to another bonus what we ate and what we spent episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I have loved sharing these episodes with all of you over the last year, sharing with you what we planned on eating, what we ate during the month, and what we spent on groceries to share with you that even though we have ups and downs when it comes to our grocery budget, we really managed to stick to a very modest budget for our family of four around $600, $650 a month for our family of four in the Tampa Bay area, Florida, while eating really good, really delicious real food meals. This month, we did a little bit of travel and we entered into the holiday season with U.S. Thanksgiving. So we had family in town for several days and, of course, we hosted Thanksgiving. So we had some extra expenses this month as well. So I thought I would share with you how we broke it down with our everyday groceries as well as what we spent on holiday extras. Because even though we obviously would have eaten on these days anyway, we probably wouldn't have spent the extra on the special things that we had on Thanksgiving and the surrounding days. 
But before I dive in to what we ate and what we spent for the month of November, I wanted to make a little announcement. These episodes, these monthly bonus episodes where I share with you what we ate, what we spent, are going to be moving over to the Patreon feed starting in January. So you'll get two more episodes here on the main feed, this one you're listening to now, and in December, I'll also share with you what we ate and spent with our holiday budget in the month of December. And then starting in January, I'll still be recording these episodes, but they will move over to the Patreon feed. So if you are interested in continuing to listen to these episodes, as well as one to two additional bonus podcast episodes, you can head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris. You can become a podcast fan. It's $5 a month and you'll get those bonus ad-free episodes, as well as all of the other benefits to being a Healthy Mama Cooking Club member, including weekly meal plan emails and access to our recipe vault with over 120 family-friendly recipes, and of course, all of the quick tips and chats and everything else available on Patreon as well. I love recording these episodes for all of you, but they obviously do take time to record, and I have so much more exciting content coming up for you all in the new year, including some brand new guest episodes and a brand new bonus series here on the main feed. So stay tuned for that. This podcast is not going anywhere, but those episodes are going to be transitioning over to Patreon. Stay tuned at the end of the episode where I will share with you some extra special bonuses for Patreon members in the month of December as well. But I want to jump in to what we ate and what we spent because that's what you're here for. So let's get started with the beginning of November. November 1st was a Wednesday and that night was just kind of a crazy or that day was kind of crazy. Wednesdays are my cooking class day. I teach three cooking classes at a local homeschool co-op. And as much as I absolutely love teaching cooking classes, those days are crazy. I'm usually up early, prepping anything I need for the classes, getting the kids ready. Usually my husband helps out making lunches for the kids that day because it's just it's a little bit it's a little bit wild getting everybody ready in the morning and I'm usually rushing out the door and then I'm there all day from about 9 a.m. to about 2:30 p.m. teaching cooking classes. So when I get home, if I have recipe tested the day before, it is amazing because usually I have something ready to go. Sometimes I make a slow cooker meal as well. Um but oftentimes I don't even have time to throw something in the slow cooker. It is just that crazy. So on Wednesdays, typically we rely on leftovers or on this night, we had a shortcut dinner. So I've been experimenting with some more shortcuts because I really love being able to share with all of you different shortcut options because as much as I love sharing recipes that are easy and doable on weeknights, we all have those days where it's a little bit crazy. We need those shortcuts and we want something nourishing rather than buying takeout every single time. We need a shortcut because obviously takeout's the easiest shortcut, right? But sometimes just waiting in line for takeout as well as the expense just doesn't feel worth it. So a shortcut that I have been experimenting with is the Kevin's pre-made paleo meats. So you probably heard in my last shortcuts episode, which I will link in the show notes below, I talked about loving the Kevin's sauces. Well, they have pre-made meats you can buy at Target and Whole Foods. Where else did I see them? Sprouts. 
I, I've, oh, I think I saw them at Publix. So they're becoming more widespread. I will say they are not inexpensive. They're about $10. And to be perfectly honest, even though the package, I think it says it serves three, it definitely doesn't serve our family of four. We would need two to serve our family of four. So it's not the most inexpensive option, but it's made with real food. And honestly, they're delicious. So I tried a, tried a couple so far. The one we had that night was the coconut chick or lemongrass coconut chicken. So it is a paleo, dairy-free, no refined sugar, sous vide chicken. It's super, super tender. And so my husband and I had that. I just heated it up in the microwave. You can also heat it up on the stovetop, but we did the microwave. I also made some rice that I cooked with bone broth. I'm really trying to get in more of those minerals. I'm on kind of a hormone balancing journey right now. I mentioned it a little bit in the last episode. I'm going to talk more about that over on Patreon. I'm not really going to go into it a ton over here, um, but many of you have heard me talk about my journey with PCOS, and I've had a lot of my symptoms come back uh, this season after a lot of stress and a lot of travel. And so I'm really working on nourishing myself a little bit more. So we're trying to add in some of those extra nourishing ingredients like bone broth, which I make myself uh, after I cook a whole chicken. I will make bone broth in the slow cooker. Super, super easy. I have instructions on my website. The the instructions slash recipe are like a million years old. I think they're from like 2017. So please don't judge the pictures, but I will link that down below with the instructions on how I make bone broth in the slow cooker after I make a whole chicken. So I took out some of that bone broth from the freezer and I made rice just to kind of amp up the nutrients in the rice and we roasted up some zucchini alongside as well. We're kind of at the tail end of zucchini season, but they had it on sale at Aldi. So that's what we grabbed. So shortcut dinner, Kevin's paleo coconut chicken with bone broth rice and zucchini. And I forgot to mention the kids had chicken sausage. We always have chicken sausage on hand, usually the unexpected cheddar chicken sausage from Trader Joe's. That's my kids' favorite. They also really love the Amy Lou brand. And we get that at, uh, well, I was going to say we get it at Costco. We get it at Whole Foods typically when it's on sale, but I believe you can also get it at Costco. So those are our two go-to brands. On Thursday, November 2nd, we went on a date night. We've been doing happy hour date nights, which are honestly my new favorite thing because it's hard to get a babysitter on the weekend. We have awesome babysitters, but they're both pretty busy. And so what we've been doing is doing a happy hour date night where we go out early on a Thursday night so no one's up too late and we will go and explore happy hour at a bunch of the local places. Sometimes we'll go for a walk. So on this night, we went to a tiki bar. We got a couple appetizers, had a tiki drink, and then went on a walk on the bike path. And then we were home by the time it was time for the kids to go to bed. It's so nice because we get that date night time. It's less expensive because we're doing happy hour. Super casual. Usually places aren't packed. They're actually usually pretty quiet around happy hour time, especially during the week. And honestly, it's been like the best the best thing that we have done in a long time for date nights because when we were in a season of, well, in the summertime, we were in a crazy season. And then in the fall, I traveled some or quite a bit, actually. And then we were in a season of not being able to kind of get a hold of our babysitters on the weekend. And instead of trying to find a new babysitter, we're like, well, maybe we can just change the day <laughs> rather than trying to find somebody for a Friday or a Saturday and just change things up. So if any of you needed some suggestions or inspiration, I think I might have talked about this in the last episode as well because we started doing it in October. Um, but 
it's been really great. So that's what we did on Thursday. And the kids had butcher box chicken nuggets, which they love, and some roasted broccoli. And that's what they had. On Friday, I made my family's favorite beef and butternut squash chili. That recipe is on my website. It's been on there for years. I think I've rephotographed it twice. It's a go-to recipe in our house. It is a paleo bean-free recipe as well. We eat beans in my house, but sometimes it's nice to have that slightly more digestion-friendly bean-free recipe as well. You could always add beans to it, but that is definitely a fall favorite for us. And then Funny enough, on Saturday, we ate chili again. Actually, we ate a whole bunch of foods because we had a fun little community regatta with our local sailing center that my husband works for. And we decided to enter myself and my 10-year-old, who is learning how to sail, into this regatta as well. So it was my first ever regatta. For those of you who don't know, if you're just tuning in, my husband's a professional sailor and he also coaches sailing in the wintertime. So he entered with my six-year-old. So he took her out on a, a small catamaran and we took the same boat out. He came in second place. We won't talk about what place we came in, but we made it. We did it. And it was fun. And I think I can officially call myself a sailor, maybe, because I've done my first regatta. I don't know. It was a fun community thing. There was a potluck after. And I brought my chipotle chili, which was so, oh my gosh, it's so good, you guys. Uh, I use chuck roast for it typically. And that recipe is in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club fall family meal plan that's available now for executive chef members. But in this case, I wanted to make enough for a crowd, so I used ground beef instead, and it worked out really well, and it was really, really tasty. It's a little bit more of your traditional chili, so I use actually use pinto beans in that chili, and then chipotles to give it a little bit of a smoky feel to it. Super tasty, whether you use chuck roast or you use ground beef as well. So that was what we ate the first few days of November, and we were just using groceries we already had in the fridge. So obviously I didn't buy anything for those first few days. And then I went to Sprouts on Friday to do our weekly shopping. So I just kind of recently discovered shopping at Sprouts. Now I've been to Sprouts several times before. Our Sprouts is right next to Barnes and Noble. So if I go to Barnes and Noble, typically I'll pop into Sprouts, see if there's anything on sale. And there are some things I will go to Sprouts for specifically because they have them. I know they're just less expensive than Whole Foods. And for us, Sprouts is about equidistant to Whole Foods. And I find most of the time the prices are comparable between Sprouts and Whole Foods, but I do find that their sales are better. And I know that Sprouts isn't everywhere because we didn't have a Sprouts anywhere near us in the Northeast. So I know that not everyone can shop there. Same with, you know, Trader Joe's isn't available in Canada and I don't think it's available outside of the U.S., if I am correct. But if you are, if you do live near a Sprouts, don't sleep on Sprouts. They have great sales. And that week, I just wanted to mix things up. And so I was looking at the Sprouts website, and they had some really awesome sales. So I decided to do my weekly shopping there, and I did a big stock up. We stocked up on a bunch of canned goods because they had a big sale on canned goods, things like diced tomatoes because... Like I mentioned, I make a lot of chilies and soups and stews in the wintertime. And it is just starting to cool down here in West Central Florida. So it's about that time where we're starting to crave those warmer or warming foods. So I went to Sprouts. I spent $165 even because I rounded up. Oftentimes they have some sort of a charity promotion where if you round up, 
then they donate that. So that's why it's $165 even. And then on Sunday, I actually went out to dinner with my now 10-year-old. Her birthday was the next week, but we were planning on traveling the week before her birthday. So there wasn't really anything that we could do on that weekend. We did end up staying home. I'll share that later. But in any case, we went out to dinner to one of our favorite restaurants in Tampa. We live about a half an hour away from Tampa. So we like to occasionally go there. There are some really great restaurants. One of them is this really great little Italian place. And Sage absolutely loves Italian food. So I took her for a special girls night. We did Manny Petties, And then we went uh, to Sephora, obviously, so she could use a gift card that she got from her sister for her birthday because she's 10 now. So she's into all that. And uh, we went to dinner and we had a delicious, her choice, everything was her choice. I had a glass of wine. She had a mocktail. They made her a strawberry basil drink that she loved. And she had a, or we shared a stuffed portobello mushroom that was stuffed with Italian sausage and topped with mozzarella cheese. This restaurant makes really, really good fresh bread. So we had some fresh focaccia bread and we had it with, they make a butter with I believe it's like rosemary and honey. Very good. And then we shared the clam pasta. So that was what we had that night. And I can't remember what my husband and my younger daughter did. They, I'm not sure if they got takeout. They did something. In any case, it wasn't a part of our weekly groceries anyway. On Monday, I decided to throw a giant pork roast that I had gotten the last month from ButcherBox. You might have, if you listened to the October episode, you might know that we got a ton from ButcherBox mid-October, and I didn't use most of it during the month. So most of the meat that we used in the month of November was from my order in October. So that is factored in to the total that I spent this month as well. So I had gotten a giant, and when I say giant, a six pound pork butt in my order, and my intention was to make carnitas. It had been a while since I made carnitas, so I dug out an old carnitas recipe that I had from years ago, and I made some tweaks to it, and we had carnitas tacos, but we had six pounds of carnitas, which is a lot of carnitas, you all. I mean, you do not need six pounds of carnitas. I mean, maybe you do. That recipe is in the cooking club email this week. So if you're in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, it's literally in your inbox right now as you're listening to this episode. It is so good. The recipe is for a four pound pork butt. It works for a larger pork butt as well. Um, But we had a ton of leftovers. So we had carnitas tacos the first night. And the second night, Tuesday, I made a carnitas soup. And that recipe is also in the cooking club email. But you could turn it into enchiladas. You could turn it into tostadas. Or like we did later in the month, you could turn it into nachos as well. So that six pounds of carnitas turned into tacos one night, carnitas soup the next night, leftover carnita soup. I actually froze some of the leftover carnita soup to whole servings because there was no way we were eating all of that. And we also froze a bunch of it as well to use in the future. I Did I tell this story? I don't know if I told this story in the last episode. Uh, when we got our butcher box order last month, I went a little crazy because we hadn't ordered from ButcherBox or any meat delivery system for months. So I decided that I was going to do a big order with a bunch of big meat items like a six pound 
pork butt. And um, when my order came in, now, many of you know that we live in a beautiful house, but we are renting this house. So this house comes or came with a fridge, obviously, but it's kind of an apartment size fridge, even though it's a full size house. Like it's an 1800 square foot house, but it's a very small fridge and freezer. And so I don't have that much room in my freezer. And I've done little freezer tours before. So you might have seen it on Instagram. It's not very big. And so it wasn't big enough to hold like 20 plus pounds of meat that I ordered. So it comes in and there's two boxes and I'm like, this must be a mistake. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like the delivery people had already left. And I was like, I I have somebody else's order. So I open the boxes and I realize, no, this is all my order. It took up two boxes. So I call my husband and I'm like, I made a mistake. And he's like, "Okay," (laughs) because that could mean anything. I was like, I bought too much meat. And he's like, okay. And I was like, so you know how we were going to buy a chest freezer because we have a garage that we can put a chest freezer in. He's like, "Uh uh-huh. I'm like, I ordered one at Home Depot. I'm going to need you to pick it up. (laughs) So I literally bought so much meat that I had to buy a chest freezer. It's just a small little five cubic feet chest freezer. It was like $189. I do believe that I mentioned this in the last episode, but I bought a little chest freezer from Home Depot. Works great. And he picked it up for me because he's great. And that, well, that was my Christmas present to myself. Um, (laughs) That's our meat freezer now. So we had a lot of meat left in the freezer. So we froze the leftover carnitas and we made carnita soup the next night. And we still have leftovers of that in the freezer. It made a ton. But it's delicious, very simple to make. Essentially, I rub the meat with a simple dry rub. Well, it's not really a dry rub. It's a simple seasoning mix. Sear it, place it in the slow cooker with some orange juice and some broth, a ton of garlic, some bay leaves. Cook it on low until it falls apart. It's great in tacos, nachos, enchiladas, soup, all the places. So if you're in the cooking club... Or if you haven't joined the cooking club, come and join. Try it out for seven days free and you'll get both of those recipes. On Wednesday, I made another one of our like years and years and years or four years and years and years go to fall recipes. We had some sweet potatoes left over in our pantry. So I made my curried sweet potato turkey meatballs and roasted broccoli. If you've listened to these episodes before, you know that we eat a lot of roasted broccoli because my kids love roasted broccoli. Myself and my husband love roasted broccoli. Broccoli and green beans tend to be the vegetables that we eat the most often and the kids like never complain about. So we do repeat those a lot. I've gotten comments before like, why do you eat so much broccoli? I'm like, because we like it. (laughs) It's okay. We mix it up, but we like broccoli. And I love the curried sweet potato turkey meatballs because they sneak in an extra vegetable in there too. And the sweetness of the sweet potatoes, the mild sweetness goes really well with the curry powder. And there's also green onions in there. I make them with almond flour. Very easy to make. So I made those curried sweet potato turkey meatballs. We serve them with rice and some roasted broccoli. On Thursday, we did another one of our happy hour date nights. We tried out a new taco place. So we got some margaritas for like five bucks, grabbed a couple tacos. We had birria tacos, which are my favorite. I had never tried birria tacos before coming 
or before moving to Florida. And maybe they just didn't have them at any of the Mexican food places I went to up north. I do believe we have more authentic Mexican food here for on the Gulf of Mexico. So we're much closer to Mexico than we were up north. But birria tacos are typically the ones that we ate were made with beef, but I think traditionally they're made with goat meat, which I know might seem strange to some of you, but it's a very common meat eaten throughout the world. I actually first tried goat meat when I was in culinary school. We had a very cool day where we were all supposed to bring in a dish. I don't know if we brought it in. We made a dish. We were supposed to bring in the ingredients and make a dish from like our culture. Now, obviously, I am American. I was born in America, grew up in America. Now, I went to culinary school in Canada. My husband's Canadian, but I am Middle Eastern as well. And so I brought in kibbeh, which is sort of a Middle Eastern meatball. Now, growing up, my great-grandmother would make it in a pan. Uh, So she would make it in like an eight by eight inch pan. Basically, it's meat. So she would make it like a layer of meat mixed with bulgur with meat in the middle and then another layer of meat mixed with bulgur, and it's mixed with spices and onions, and it's also made into, like, little torpedo-style meatballs. It's kind of, it's like bulgur and meat mixed together to form the outside, and you stuff it on the inside. Very tasty. I think I talked about kibbeh. I saw, this is the second episode I ended up talking about kibbeh, apparently, because in the last episode, I talked about going to the farmer's market and trying a kibbeh, like a gluten-free kibbeh. That's so funny. This is not something I like consistently think about. But I did notice that Trader Joe's has a frozen kibbeh that I would like to try. I haven't had it since like a year and a half ago. My sister brought me some for my birthday last year. Not this year, but last year. There's this great uh, Syrian deli, and that's where my great-grandmother's from, is Syria. There's a great Syrian deli in Providence. Uh, There are some Middle Eastern places around here as well. I'm sure they sell it, but... Anyway, that was a tangent that you all didn't need. The point was, I brought in kibbeh, and there was a gentleman from Pakistan, and he brought in a Pakistani goat curry. And my gosh, when I tell you it is one of the best curries I've ever eaten in my life. Now, he was in school with me. We had already gone through. This is like towards the end of our education. So he had those culinary school skills, but this is like a family recipe that he brought in. So... That was the first time I'd ever had goat meat. And here, I'm sure you can get birria with goat meat, but it's more traditional. I shouldn't say more traditional. It is more common around here to get it with beef. And so it's slow cooked beef and it's served with the juices that the meat has been slow cooked in on the side. So typically it's slow cooked meat and it's cooked in a pan. So it's turned into a taco. It's almost like a quesadilla. So it's cooked on a pan, I believe, or it could be baked because I've never made it. So there's the tortilla, there's the cheese, there's this delicious shredded meat. And I think it's pan fried. And then it's served with the jus, the juices for dipping. And it is so good. So that was a lot to tell you that we had a taco date night (laughs) on Thursday. This is going to be a long one. I hope you all enjoy this. So anyway, that's what we had. Kiddos that night had mac and cheese. Oh, I have to look up this brand because they really, really liked it. I think it's called Goodles. Yes, it's called Goodles Mac and Cheese. So I think Goodles is good and noodles put together. So apparently, 
my younger daughter had seen some sort of commercial for it when she was watching YouTube Kids. And she's like, we were at Whole Foods together. And she's like, ooh. And this was in October. I had it in I had it in the cupboard because we do quick and easy dinners for the kids whenever they have a babysitter coming. So the one that we tried was called Chetty Mac. But there's a whole bunch of different flavors now that I'm looking at it. They have a vegan version. They have a, a Parmesan version. They have one with hatched chilies. So essentially, they're it's mac and cheese, but with some extra nutrients added in it. And the kids loved it. So that will j- definitely be one that we will try again. So that's what they had for dinner that night, just so you know what my kids ate when we were um, out on a date night. On Friday, we had another Kevin's product. I made up really easy teriyaki salmon bowls for myself and the girls. We used the Kevin's Paleo teriyaki sauce. Now I make my own homemade teriyaki sauce, but it's one of those shortcuts. It's really, really great to have on hand. I love salmon as a shortcut because it comes together so fast. So I buy it from ButcherBox. I defrosted the salmon. I brushed it with teriyaki about 20 minutes before cooking it to bring it to room temperature. And I cook it in the air fryer. And it's super simple. It comes out in like six or seven minutes and it's perfectly cooked salmon. I also cooked up some broccoli in the air fryer as well. More broccoli. I know. I told you. We love broccoli. And I made up some coconut rice as well. So a lot of similar type similar ingredients this week, but we kept it simple. My husband went away that weekend. I was feeling a little bit under the weather for some reason between Wednesday and Friday, like between my cooking classes on Wednesday and on Friday, I lost my voice entirely. And we were supposed to go to South Carolina with my husband and his team, but I wasn't feeling great. And the weather looked kind of terrible in South Carolina. And I have only ever been to South Carolina once other than passing through. I was really excited to go explore Hilton Head, but the weather was just so crappy. And so we made this choice to stay home. I recovered. Sage got to sail that weekend because when we go and travel, unless there is a race available for her, which there wasn't in this case, then she misses sailing. So it was a really nice weekend. I went to the beach with my younger daughter and did a lot of reading, made some sandcastles, tried to watch the kids out in the water, but it's very, very hard to see them. I have the cutest photo of her with her binoculars trying to see Big Sis on the sailboat, uh, but they were too far away. But that's what we did on Friday. On Saturday, because we were home and supposed to be traveling. We had a little girls night. So the girls requested burgers and fries. We went to Five Guys. However, I have a great oven fry recipe in my Budget Kitchen Dinners book. So we have a grill. We will often make burgers at home. And I was thinking about doing that. And I decided, you know what? I'm tired. I'm still not feeling great. So we just went to Five Guys. So that was our Saturday. Lunches and breakfast that week. So I discovered these new egg wraps. So they're wraps made from eggs. I think they're called like eggini or something like that. I discovered them at Aldi. They're good. They I love eggs. So they taste like eggs. They're not great to like pick up and hold. So I'm not entirely sure the purpose of them. They are a great grain-free high protein option. But I was kind of making those throughout the week because I am trying to get more protein in in the morning, especially first thing for blood sugar balance. And so that's what I had. The kids that week kept it super simple. They've been really into chicken sausage for breakfast lately. So we did chicken sausage for them, sourdough bread and butter, fruit on the side. That was their breakfast. And I was having those egg wraps, usually with some fruit on the side as well. And for lunches, we did a lot of snack plates that week. That's just kind of 
how it all turned out. We had some deli meat in the fridge, and that's what the kids usually take for school. They're not huge into sandwiches. Sometimes we do PB&J. Actually, the next week, I did PB&J for them. Um, thankfully, they don't they don't go to a nut-free school, so they can have nuts. But I did a lot of snack plates, and the kids just kind of had their usual lunches. The kids' lunch guide goes over how I do lunches with my kids. It's just a protein main, some sort of a main that has some sort of a protein, veggie, fruit, snack. They've been loving olives again. I mean, they're always into olives, but that's one of their sides they've had. We recently discovered a new Simple Mills product they really like. It's called Popums. So they are, I, I believe they're grain-free. They're made from butternut squash and they're like a cheddar flavor. The kids really like those, or at least my six-year-old really likes them. So those are one of their sides they've had as well. So really simple when it came to lunches. The second week, I ended up just spending $45.80 at Whole Foods. I just needed a few things. So we, again, just bought what we needed. The kids wanted five-ingredient meatballs, which are a recipe on my website. And they are my 10-year-old's, probably my favorite thing, her favorite thing that I make. So they're literally five ingredients. I use butcher box beef, Italian seasoning. I use almond flour just like in the curried sweet potato turkey meatballs. We love meatballs in my house. Um, but you can use breadcrumbs instead as well. An egg, garlic. I don't include salt in the ingredients. So we had that. I had some pesto in the freezer that I defrosted because the kids aren't huge on red sauce, which is funny because two days later, we had a sauce with red sauce that my daughter requested, but we'll get to that in a minute. And we served that up with some spaghetti squash because it's in season now and it is my favorite nutrient-dense pasta alternative. The pesto I used was my spinach almond pesto. It does have some basil in it as well, but you kind of have the basil, still get that basil flavor, but it's a lot less expensive. And I use almonds instead of pine nuts. So again, I'll link that recipe down below as well. So my husband got home late last, late that night from his trip. Uh, he drove from where we are. It's about six hours to where he was in South Carolina. So we had just kind of a dinner, just us girls that night. And so we kind of made Monday our Sunday dinner. So I made a whole chicken. So I made the whole butter roasted, I think it's butter herb roasted chicken is what it's called, from the cooking club. I also made some homemade gravy because I was sharing how to make an easy pan gravy in the cooking club, and we served it up with some roasted Brussels sprouts. So that was our Monday dinner. On Tuesday, it was Sage's birthday. So she turned 10, and she requested... She's so funny. She is so bougie. So if you listen to last month's episode, I shared that my six-year-old wanted chicken noodle soup for her birthday. Sage requested bolognese stuffed shells, daddy's green beans, which are just the green beans my husband makes garlic bread, and white chocolate mousse with fresh whipped cream and raspberries. Of course she did, because I've never in my life made bolognese stuffed shells. But she had it in her head. She wanted stuffed shells, and she wanted them stuffed with bolognese. So I made a traditional bolognese, a traditional red bolognese. I know that there is a white bolognese. I made a traditional red bolognese. I added mushrooms because she likes mushrooms, which are not traditional. I stuffed them into shells. I topped them with some mozzarella cheese. She's not a fan of ricotta. I'm actually not a huge fan of ricotta either. So we skipped that and baked them in the oven. Oh, I put some more sauce on it too. So stuffed them. I made the bolognese, stuffed them with the bolognese, added some sauce on top and some cheese, baked them. They were delicious. She actually ended up taking leftovers for lunch to school the next couple of days. My husband made his green beans, 
served it up with some garlic bread, and I made her the white chocolate mousse with raspberries. The recipe I chose was okay. It was a little bit more like a pudding than a mousse, so I'm not going to link that one. Um, you can probably find a better recipe, but I made just a traditional bolognese, and I'm going to share that one in the cooking club as kind of a little bonus for you guys, because I did take a couple pictures. It was very late at night when I took them. The pictures are not winning any awards, but the recipe was delicious. On Wednesday, I was doing a final test of a chicken and wild rice soup, so I cooked that up on Tuesday, and that is what my family had on Wednesday. I ended up having some dental surgery on Wednesday, like long overdue dental surgery, which is just, it was not fun. But I had that leftover soup from the day before for lunch, and then, you all, I ate a Wendy's Frosty for dinner, okay? Because I had to have a tooth pulled, and it's awful. If you've ever had a tooth pulled, it is not fun. <laughs> I, I have had several teeth pulled at this point. Obviously, my wisdom teeth, and then I had to have two baby teeth pulled a couple years ago, which I didn't even know I still had baby teeth in my head. But getting teeth pulled is so fun because it's not just getting a tooth pulled, it's getting a tooth pulled, waiting for it to heal, and then going through like the implant surgery and all that. So I'm on a whole journey. So I was like, I want a Frosty. <laughs> so I had a Frosty. They, they had chicken and wild rice soup. And then I had that I had that for lunch that day and then lunch the next day as well. But the family loves that chicken and wild rice soup. That was the final test of it. That is in the cooking club now. It's in the recipe vault. I had it on the menu last week, I believe. Um, so that one is really, really tasty. Very simple, creamy chicken and wild rice soup. And then on Thursday, since I was still recovering, we had broccoli cheddar soup. It was kind of just enough texture that I could handle it, but not too much texture. So that is another favorite recipe in our house. So lots of soup that week. I'll link my broccoli cheddar soup recipe down below, also on my website. So that weekend, we ended up going away. We were supposed to go away two weekends in a row. We ended up, as a family, just going away for one weekend. We had a blast. I, it was my first time in Fort Lauderdale, and honestly, all I saw was the Fort Lauderdale Yacht Club, and that's okay. Well, we went out to dinner one night as well, but we really hung out, watched my husband's team. They killed it. They did so, so good. Like, they're not even my team. None of them are my kids, and I was so proud of them. They did awesome. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we got to hang out with the parents. So Friday night, on the way there, we're about four hours from Fort Lauderdale. So on the way there, we stopped and had dinner at this little seafood place. Can't even tell you what it was called, but it was great. I had a niçoise salad with some local shrimp. It was kind of like a niçoise salad is traditionally made with salmon, but this one had some grouper and some scallops and some shrimp, all local. The next night we went to another seafood place with the team and I had some fish tacos and oysters with my husband. And then this Sunday on the way home, we were trying to decide what we wanted to do, if we wanted to stop, if we wanted to make it home. I was like, we could do a shortcut dinner. And we all agreed. It was another birria tacos kind of night. It was a laundromat tacos kind of night. If you don't know what laundromat tacos are, well, it's simple. Laundromat tacos are the best tacos around. And they are in this tiny little hole in the wall place next to a laundromat. It seems weird, but honestly... That's not where we went to happy hour the week before, but they are so good, you guys. 
sometimes it's it's the hole in the wall places. It really is. So that's what we had on Sunday. And then I did a little bit of meal prep on Monday because we had family coming into town. So Monday, I went to Trader Joe's, spent a lot of money and went home, meal prepped and made us dinner. So it was a busy day. So I went to Trader Joe's. I spent over $200, actually well over $200 at Trader Joe's. But I did the math because that's how much I love you guys. I literally went through my receipt and I was like, okay, what is for the holiday and what is for like our actual everyday meals? So our everyday meals were $154.67 because remember last week I just did a little tiny shop with anything we needed, used a lot of what we had in the freezer. And then of course we went away in the weekend. Um, And then so it was $154.67 for our regular groceries. And that includes anything that we had for dinners when my parents were in town. So my parents came into town. They surprised the kids, which was fun. They came for Thanksgiving. So anything that was like normal things that we ate or that we would have eaten ourselves anyway, I kept in that. Okay. So there was obviously extra servings, but anything that would have been normal, I kept in that. And then holiday extras, some of which will be will carry us into we got some staples things like that will carry us into the next holiday was $121. So obviously, like I said at the top of the episode, we would have eaten that day anyways, but we probably wouldn't have spent quite as much. My husband also went to Whole Foods and we spent 8106. 54 of that was on a 5-pound roast. We got a big roast because there were 6 of us and I wanted to have leftovers the next day for dinner as well. So in total, we spent $175 on holiday hosting extras, which might seem like a lot for to you. It might seem like not a lot. That included four bottles of wine as well. So if you take out the wine, which we spent about $60 on, we didn't buy super expensive wines. I got wines at Trader Joe's. And so they were on average like $15 a pop, 60 bucks. So we're talking $115 on holiday hosting extras all in. So that week, Monday, I made sheet pan chicken shawarma. This recipe is in the cooking club. It is one of our family's favorites. I make a bunch of vegetables on a sheet pan, pan sear some spiced chicken. I do a quick marinade with the chicken, pan sear it, add it to the sheet pan, finish it all together. Usually I serve it over couscous. We couldn't find couscous at Trader Joe's for some reason, so we served it over quinoa, which my kids prefer anyway, and we served it with some feta cheese and some cilantro on top. Super tasty. Oh, and um, hummus on the bottom. I also do hummus. So we do bowls with hummus, quinoa or couscous, the shawarma chicken, roasted vegetables, and then feta and cilantro on top. And we typically eat that whole meal, no leftovers, which is one of the reasons I chose that meal, because my parents were coming into town the next day. So Tuesday, mom and dad came into town. We went out to eat for dinner that night. We had, surprise, surprise, seafood. (laughs) It is stone crab season here on the Gulf Coast, and stone crab is so tasty. So we had to go and have some stone crab. And so we went out, had some crab, had you know, just some hangout time with my parents. And then on Wednesday, I made us a skillet chicken pot pie. Again, that recipe is in the cooking club. Very simple. I used some leftover chicken that I had frozen, made a pot pie filling, and then I top it with biscuits. Now I have a homemade biscuit recipe with that recipe, which is very simple. However, you can also buy biscuits, which is what I did because I wanted to make it a shortcut because I knew we might be getting in 
later that night from all of our day activities. So I bought biscuits from Trader Joe's, popped them on the top, baked, baked it all together, and it's like chicken pot pie, but way simpler. Thursday was... U.S. Thanksgiving. So instead of doing a turkey this year, I ended up doing a pot roast. So I have the best ever pot roast recipe in the cooking club. <laughs> and it's so good, you guys. It's a very easy red wine braised pot roast. So I cooked up a five pound pot roast in my Lodge Dutch oven, which is my favorite Dutch oven. I had an old Ikea Dutch oven for years and years and years, and I was saving up for a Le Creuset Dutch oven. And then I found out that Lodge has Dutch ovens. Now, I trust Lodge with all of my cast. This is not an ad, by the way, guys. <laughs> I trust Lodge because I love them because I've used them for years and years and they've been around forever with all of my cast iron needs. And when I found out they had a Dutch oven for $70, not $370. I was like, yes, please. I needed to replace my old one. So this year I invested in a new one. And it, we talked about this on my holiday gift guide episode as well with my husband, my like unhinged holiday gift guide episode with my husband. If you want to laugh and some holiday gift ideas, go listen to that last week's bonus episodes. There was two of them because we talked for almost three hours. But on the foodie portion, I talk about the Lodge Dutch Oven. It makes a great gift or a gift to yourself this holiday season. I will link it in the show notes because it is so, so, fa so fantastic. So that's what I cooked our pot roast in and the sauce cooks along with the pot roast. So essentially, I season the pot roast all over with kosher salt and pepper and then I add some flour on top so that flour helps to thicken the sauce without needing any other thickener, sear the pot roast, and then I cook the ingredients for the sauce in the same pot. So you take the pot roast out, cook the ingredients, add in the wine, add the meat back in and braise it for like an hour and a half. Then I add in potatoes and carrots and then continue to braise it until the meat falls off the bone. It is wonderful. We served it with some green beans, my family's favorite green beans. That recipe is also in the cooking club. And so I served it with green beans. And then there's a version of that recipe as well on my website. So I'll link that one. We also made homemade dinner rolls. I did a very funny video with my daughter for the cooking club making homemade dinner rolls. They're very simple. I do share the recipe attached to that video, but my recipe is just a version of a recipe from the blog Gimme Some Oven. She has really great, reliable recipes. So I will link that one down below for the dinner rolls we made if you're looking for a good dinner roll recipe for your next holiday meal. Um, what else do we have? Oh, my dad made his homemade cranberry sauce. Of course, I have no recipe for that because I can't share that. It's like a family secret. But it was very delicious. My husband made butter tarts to bring a little bit of Canadian tradition into our U.S. Thanksgiving meal. And then after the meal, we went and fed bread to our neighbors. Not neighbors, neighbor, the uh, local gator, Gary. So that was fun. And I didn't realize that alligators ate bread. I'm sure it's not great for them. We didn't give them a ton. But he ate it and it was it was fun. We shared the love. So on Friday night, I wanted to make something with the leftovers. So I made oju sandwiches with caramelized onions and gouda cheese. You guys are going to get sick of me hearing this, but I all of my new recipes go into the cooking club. OK, this feels like a giant advertisement for the cooking club. I'm just trying to give you meal inspiration. If you want the actual recipes, go into the cooking club. Like I said, you can try it out for a week free. Access a recipe vault with 120 family friendly recipes. Plus, I'm always adding more. I I said that I would do two new recipes a month. That was a complete and total lie. There's pretty much a new recipe 
every single week. Sometimes there's no new recipes that week, but there's three new recipes the next week, like this week coming up or this today when you are listening to this episode. The new menu has a new slow cooker chicken curry, carnitas and the carnitas soup recipe. So there's always new recipes coming out into the cooking club. So that oju sandwich with the leftovers from the pot roast, so delicious. We had that along with a salad that I was planning on serving on Thanksgiving as well, but we decided we had well enough food. We did not need more food than the pot roast with the potatoes and the carrots and the cranberry sauce and the green beans and the rolls. It was it was definitely enough for six of us. So we had the oju sandwiches and I made a very quick salad with some fresh pomegranate because it's the tail end of pomegranate season and some goat cheese and some pecans and a very easy maple balsamic dressing as well. And then Saturday, we said bye to my parents. Their plane was leaving in the evening, so we took them on a little sail, Sage and I did, and Ren was along for the ride, too. She loves being on the boat, but she's not quite at at sailing level yet. I mean, let's be real. Sage did most of the sailing. I'm still learning. So we took them out in a sail, went and had Cubans at the local or little local deli that we love overlooking the water. And then we my husband brought them to the airport and I made us some really easy carnitas nachos because we had that frozen carnitas in the freezer that I defrosted and the only thing we bought for that meal. So technically, I didn't include this in the total. Please forgive me. He did go to the store and he bought a $2.50 bag of organic corn chips from Aldi. So all of my totals are off now. It will bother me. <laughs> so I had some corn in the freezer, so I roasted up some, or I broiled up some corn. I just broil it with some uh, usually chili or chili powder, cumin, garlic powder, onion powder, a little bit of salt. And then we put the carnitas on the corn chips with the corn. <laughs> and then we had some refried beans in the pantry. And I made up some really quick pickled onions as well, which seems extra, but my family loves pickled onions. We eat them all the time. So I made up some pickled onions. They take like a half an hour and they're done. And that was it. We had some little guacamole packets in the fridge too. We served it up with that and we had some sour cream, obviously cheese, broiled them for like five minutes. Very easy family dinner. And there is a version of that recipe, not surprisingly, in the shortcut section in the cooking club recipe vault. So it wasn't really a recipe. We just threw it together, but it is how we typically make carnitas nachos. That recipe has pinto beans. We used refried pinto beans instead. So lunches that week, I made my cranberry pecan chicken salad for my parents. We had it on pitas. And so we did that for a couple days. Obviously, we went out one day for Cubans as well. For breakfast, we just kept it simple. Most of the days we did muffins that I got from Trader Joe's, fruit, eggs. And then I did do brunch on their last morning. I made a spinach and artichoke quiche with my almond flour crust. That will be in the winter meal plan for the cooking club. So that's coming out early January. We made some bacon, had some fruit as well. So that was really tasty and a nice way to send off my parents, I think. So that was that was our Thanksgiving week. And then this week, we kept it very simple. Again, I only spent $54.51 at Aldi to round out the week. We used a lot of things that we already had on hand. So Sunday, we decided to make just a really easy tortellini soup because I had some frozen tortellini already in the freezer. So and I had some chicken broth. So I literally just off the top of my head made a quick tortellini soup. The kids loved it. I have several tortellini soup recipes in the cooking club. I have a 
tortellini sausage soup recipe on my website that I will link down below. And while I'm making this recipe, I'm like sipping a glass of wine that was left over from the weekend and talking to my husband. And it kind of got me thinking, it's so easy for me. And I know that I have a culinary background. I've been I've been a chef for over a decade now. So I understand that. But take that with a grain of salt, because even someone who has those basic culinary skills, it's still a learning curve to create your own recipes and cook without a recipe. So I start talking to him. I'm like, do you think it would be a good idea to share how to cook without a recipe and do like a whole series in the cooking club in January? And he's like, Yeah, I think so. So we kind of start throwing ideas together and he's kind of like asking me what I do to create a recipe. Like, where do I start? And so, or not even create a recipe. I should, I shouldn't say that just to create a meal. And so, you know, with the soup, I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to start with my mirepoix, with my aromatics, my carrot, celery, and onion. And, you know, how do you know how much garlic to add? The answer is measure with your heart. But like, how do you know how much of each seasoning to use? How do you know when to add the salt? How do you know... How would you know to substitute something if you have a recipe that you want to make, but you might not have all of the ingredients? So we kind of spitballed back and forth some of these ideas, and I threw up a picture of the soup simmering in the cooking club chat, and I was like, hey, do you guys want this series? And resounding, yes. I got a couple messages. People are like, please. So this is apparently an announcement that I had not planned on making. That's what we're going to be doing in January in the cooking club. I'm going to go through a whole series of how to cook without a recipe, how to throw together a quick but delicious, nutrient-dense meal, no recipe needed. So I'll go through a couple different types of recipes. How do you put together an easy soup? I do have an episode coming up in January about soup as well uh, because it's soup season. How do you put together a satisfying salad? How do you put together – actually, I'll probably save the satisfying salad for when it's more salad season. Remember, we're still spitballing this. It's not fully planned yet. It will be. How do we put together a bowl meal? How do we put together a meal with, you know, different components? Essentially, how to become a better cook by learning how to put together a recipe or put together a meal without any recipe. So that was kind of fun to kind of work through that. We had a delicious tortellini soup on Sunday. On Monday, I tested a rosemary, garlic, chicken, mushroom, and rice skillet recipe that will be in the winter meal plan for the cooking club. That one was delicious. 30-minute recipe. Very easy. I'm really focusing on kind of like 30-minute comfort food recipes in that cookbook is kind of the theme I'm going with because that's what I've heard from a lot of you. You want more of those 20, 30-minute, especially one-pan, one-pot recipes. So that one was a hit. I loved it. Even my husband, who's not a big mushroom fan, really enjoyed that one. On Tuesday, I made the first test of a homemade shake-and-bake pork chop. It's not there yet. I'm testing it again today. The seasonings were great, but the crispiness wasn't there, so we're still working on that one. I served that up with, not surprisingly, roasted broccoli and also some stovetop macaroni and cheese on the side. And that's going to be in the cooking club winter meal plan as well. If you haven't gathered, I've started testing those recipes for the winter meal plan. I'm trying to get them all done at the beginning of, uh, well, I guess it's November now, but end of November, beginning of December, so I can kind of enjoy the end of the year without having to test a whole bunch of recipes. And if you listen to my episode on how to simplify meal planning for December, I am going with that very simple 
list of meals that I'm choosing from for the month. And I go way more into detail on how I do that for myself and what I am actually making for the month of December in the Cooking Club bonus episode for December as well, which is launching tomorrow. And then tonight is a cooking class. Oh, no, I forgot about yesterday. Wednesday. It's Thursday. It is the last day of November, (laughs) typically when I record these episodes. And so last night we had my slow cooker chicken curry. Again, I wanted to test it one more time just to make sure it was good to go for the cooking club meal plan, which is now out now. So it's a great recipe. Again, simple to make, veggie forward, lots of flavor. So we serve that with some rice and some naan bread from Aldi, because like I mentioned, we shopped at Aldi this week. And then tonight I am making a juicy glazed pork tenderloin and my family's favorite green beans that I mentioned earlier that we made on Thanksgiving as well. I'm doing a live cooking class with the cooking club tonight. And then tomorrow, last day of the week is December. And you guys, I did not plan anything for dinner tomorrow night. I'm hoping that we can do another happy hour date night, but it's up to my husband and his schedule. We'll see. But it's December, so you're gonna have to wait until next month to find out what we ate on the first night of December. So friends, this was a long one this month, but I hope you found this helpful. I hope I gave you some meal inspiration going into December. And like I mentioned, lots of times, most of these recipes will be linked down below in the show notes. And if they're not linked, they are on Patreon. Our cooking club, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, It is the community extension of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast, where, like I mentioned before, I send out weekly meal plans, member-exclusive recipes. We have our recipe vault with over 120 recipes. A ton of them are member-exclusive. And then there's also lots of favorites, like the ones I mentioned below, all in the recipe vault. It's all on Google Drive, so you can just click the recipe. And we have searched the internet for other places to store the recipe vault, and we still find that the best place we have found is Google Drive just because they're all PDFs. You can save them on your own Google Drive or you can print them out, save them as PDFs, however you wanna store them in your own computer. So there is a ton of recipes over there and so many more coming in December and in January. And I have a special promotion going on during the holiday season for the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. December only, when you sign up for a yearly membership, which was just available this summer, because we've been on Patreon long enough, Patreon gave us the option to open up yearly memberships to the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you are a Cooking Club member, you can switch to a yearly membership by going to your settings and memberships and choosing switch to annual. If you're not yet in the cooking club and you want to join us for a full year, it starts at just $3 a month. But if you sign up for a yearly membership, you will get 15% off. So any of the memberships, the $3 a month membership gives you access to our recipe vault, as well as any of my quick tips, our chats, and those weekly meal plan emails. Now, the tiers in the cooking club are going to be changing next fall. However, if you sign up for a yearly membership to the cooking club, you will be grandfathered into that for the entire year, okay? So even if the benefits and the tiers change, you will still be grandfathered in to that as well. So that's kind of an extra bonus. So there's the $3 level, and then the $5 level is everything you get in the $3 level, plus you will also get two 
plus starting in January. Right now it's one to two bonus podcast episodes every single month, ad free in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. And now they're available on Spotify as well. You can link your Patreon account with Spotify and listen to them directly on Spotify as well. It's a member-only feed, so you have to be a member. You can search for it on Spotify, but it'll direct you back to Patreon. If you're not a Patreon member, if you are, you can click on it and just log into your Patreon account, and those will all be available to you if you're a podcast fan or executive chef level tier. On Patreon, you'll be able to access those on Spotify as well. It's a pretty cool brand new feature that we have. And when you sign up as a podcast fan, oh my goodness, you guys, I forgot to share the special promotion (laughs) for Meal Planning Mamas. If you sign up as a Meal Planning Mama, which is the $3 a month level, you will get a free digital copy of my Healthy Mama Meal Planner and two fun Healthy Mama Cooking Club themed stickers that I'm going to send to you in the mail if you sign up as a podcast fan level. Obviously, all of these, you still save 15% on a yearly membership. You will also get my Healthy Mama Meal Planning Notepad. I will send it to your door along with two fun Healthy Mama Cooking Club themed stickers and then all of the benefits of being a podcast fan. And then last but certainly not least, you will get the most benefits as an executive chef member. This is the $10 a month level, but you save 15% by signing up for a year. If you sign up for a year, this means you will get four mix and match family cookbooks and meal plans. We have a whole new format coming out in January. I'm really excited about it. These meal plans have a ton of recipes that are exclusive to the meal plan slash cookbook. You can use it as a meal plan or you can use it as a cookbook one way or another. It has 25 plus family-friendly recipes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The regular cooking club is just dinner recipes you get each week. This one is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and many of the recipes are exclusive just to that cookbook. You will not find them anywhere else on my blog. You will not find them on my blog. You will not find them in the cooking club anywhere else. Some of them do end up in the cooking club, but the vast majority of them do not. So you'll get four of those, one, one each season if you're an executive chef member, and you'll also get special discounts and access to any of my live classes. If I do meal prep classes, if I do cooking classes, you will get access to every single one of those for free as well as the replay as well. And this month, you will get the Healthy Mama Meal Planning Notepad and those fun stickers and a cute custom Healthy Mama Cooking Club tote bag that says our motto, good food brings families together which is just so much fun. I'm so excited to be able to send you fun bonuses in the mail, as well as give you the benefit of weekly meal plans, our recipe vault, quick tips, chats, all of the things available in the cooking club as well. It is my favorite place on the internet. It is off social media. There's a free Patreon app, which is probably the easiest way to access everything day to day in the cooking club. And then of course you can access it via desktop, for, you know, watching videos or accessing recipes, things like that. So I wanted to share that with all of you because we are coming into December and this is only going to be available in the month of December. And I would love to see all of you in the cooking club along with me for the entire year. We have so much coming. That series, like I mentioned, Cooking Without a Recipe, I've got to name it. It'll be named. I think we're going to call it something like Thrown Together like how to throw together a recipe or throw together, I keep saying a recipe, throw together a meal without a recipe, but we're workshopping it. It's going to be great though. 
tons of new recipes. Obviously, that Mix and Match Family Meal Plan is coming out in January as well. We've got a lot planned in the new year. We might even have an in-person cooking club meetup, but we'll see. Lots to come. So if you're interested, head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris. The link is always in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. Thanks for being here for over an hour (laughs) listening to this bonus episode with me. I hope it gave you lots of inspiration going into December. That's all I've got for you today. Until next time, happy cooking. Thank you for listening to Mommy's Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts. You never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.